Welcome to the Kinkle Fritz and Friends podcast. If you want to hear the show, you can find it on Family Life Radio. If you want to find a station near you, you can go to myflr.org or stream it online. Hey, it's Kankle Fritz. If you missed today's show, well, here's a best of of what happened. Talking about misheard lyrics, and you've got one for us? I have a friend. We used to sing the song Beauty for Ashes at church, and she thought they were singing Beautiful Rashes. <laughs> and she couldn't figure out why they would make a song about Beautiful Rashes. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful Rashes. Beauty for Ashes. I think that's uh, Crystal Lewis. Alex, can you uh, can you get the hook to that song? Cue that one up there. That's okay. This for those. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I hear it now. I hear it. Is that all you're yeah. giving us? Oh, that's a great song. <laughs> well, all right, one more time. For those. <laughs> yes. Beautiful rashes. I can I, sort of hear what she's talking about I there. I hear beauty for rashes. Beauty for rashes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. That's funny. I'll yeah. never hear that and song And that's the same all way. I'll ever hear that song. <laughs> exactly. <again>. Yeah. <laughs> you gave us beautiful rashes. <laughs> it's a nice case of the yeah. chicken pox. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Beautiful rashes. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Why would you give us beautiful rashes? That's right. That, yes. was, that was funny. That's been, and that was years and years ago. Obviously, that song's old, but I, I'll always stick. I'll always remember that. <laughs> beautiful rashes. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I don't think anyone who wants beautiful rashes. Well, if no. they were beautiful, I don't know. Are they I mean, still itchy? Because that's still a solid no. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pass. <laughs> Time for Little Laughs. The Little Laugh Comedy Club is open where the jokes are clean and the food is just, meh, it's okay. <laughs> need to work on that a little bit. Hello? Hi. Hi. I'd like to tell a joke. Well, who's this? It's Jojo. Jojo. I like your name. How old are you? Thank you. I'm 10 years old. 10 years old? And where are you calling from? Flagstaff, Arizona. Flagstaff? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, let's hear your joke, Jojo. Why do chickens sit on their eggs? Why do chickens sit on their eggs? Yeah, that's a good question. I think there's more comfortable places to sit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay, so why do chickens sit on their eggs? Because they don't have any chairs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? We, need we to should these... be providing chairs. I know. <laughs> You know what, Joe? Joe, we need to start our own nonprofit to get chickens chairs. A chicken lounger. <laughs> chicken yeah. lounger. A chicken chase lounge. Chicken. There you go. Family Life Radio. Oh, this is so good. If you're having a hard time liking people, and let's face it, <laughs> we're we're in a world where that can be challenging at times. It's Kankle Fritz and friends with you on Family Life Radio. Got this from a listener. Lauren sent this to us. She says, my eight-year-old tonight, when she, I love this. She taught me this. Tonight, when she finds it hard to like someone at school, she imagines them waking up, choosing their clothes, and their parents helping them get ready and hoping they have a good day. Hmm. And that makes it easier to care for them. Oh, wow. So somehow... 
just picturing this child with her mom or whatever, you know, picking out the just the normal routine with with her mom and dad helps her like that person or care about that person. That's fascinating to me. I think insightful it's, for an eight-year-old. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think about how that would translate to being an adult. And I can see how it would work if you just kind of put yourself in somebody else's place. You know, you think about them waking up and thinking about the mountain of problems we all face every day and getting up and how am I going to put gas in the car? My mm-hmm. paycheck doesn't come till next week. How am I going to find time in my schedule to help my kids with their homework this afternoon and spend some time with them? How am I going to get everything done? How am I going to face that person that's troubling me at work? Right. I can see how that would help, actually. I agree. I agree. You know, it's it's just actually seeing the humanity in the person that's kind of giving you a hard time and um, picturing maybe what they're going through. That this eight-year-old had the insight to realize and I really love it. It's a good reminder that if somebody's really giving you a hard time, you know, maybe look past the obnoxious behavior and consider what it is that's causing them to be that way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, helps me. Mm-hmm. That's it, Sally. And But are you blown away by an eight-year-old has a perspective yes, like this? Yeah. To, 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 uh, what, what this eight-year-old is able to do is look past themselves mm-hmm. and have empathy for somebody else. It reminds me of something that a counselor told me once, and that is that hurting people hurt mm-hmm. people. So, yeah. there, so there's, mm-hmm. something, there's, there's something going on with that person that's causing them to do that. So yeah, I, I hope that helps you today. Someone's bugging you. Maybe something's going on with mm-hmm. that person. Just maybe just kind of stop down and pray for them. Yeah. And by the way, praying for people can help our perspective <laughs> on just that act alone. It does. It changes your it attitude. It sure does. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so talking about those fashion faux pas as we had these wonderful stories of someone's skirt tucked into a slip or a waistband <laughs> and things like that. Whatever happened to you? 888-888-9976. You can text us at 58326. Billy is with us from Tennessee. Tell us what happened. I was uh, about seven or eight years old, and I was at school one day, and I ripped my pants. Uh, and I didn't know. I mean, they split right in the seam. Did not oh. know what I was going to do. So I asked the teacher if I could go to the bathroom, went to the bathroom, was in there trying to think. And then I looked at the paper towel, mm-hmm. same oh, color yeah. as my pants. And I thought, oh. OK, all right, I'll do that. <laughs> so I dropped my pants. I put the paper towels oh, no. down in there and I'm hey, That was just genius of me. So I walked back into the classroom and I'm going back to my seat and my teacher starts giggling and said Billy come here and she whispered in my ear you have a tail (laughs) 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 so that failed and she had to call my mom and my mom came over and got me another pair of pants and went on the rest of my day you have a tail (laughs) (laughs) very MacGyver of you though yes that's true (laughs) 
I mean, yeah. you know, as well, a kid, that was very resourceful. The, yeah. The the part that failed on the MacGyver was I didn't have the duct tape. <laughs> if only the duct tape. That's right. I turned my pants oh. into a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole nother faux pas. Yeah. We'd love to hear your good news. Give us a call at 888-888-9976. Carrie was in addiction. Listen to how bad it was. I can try to take my own life five times and drink 32 ounces of bleach, three ounces of meth a week. Oh, wow. So how did you get sober? I cried out to God out on the street corner, and I said, if you're real, give me back what I had before, and that was having my kids back in my life. Send your son, Jesus Christ, down. Since he's a master carpenter of all carpenters, to have you as my foundation. And little did I know what I was asking for that day. He literally gave me everything. I had my kids back and my wife. Wow. I mean, people out there in addiction are struggling and they're so lost. And coming from the addiction, I was in my own personal hell. Mm. So how did God help you get out of that addiction? By letting me see what I was doing. He said, you can't do this without me. Mm. I've got to sit there and keep him first. And if I don't keep him first, I feel so lost and broken again. Mm. So what would you say to families that are trying to help somebody that has addiction? It's not the family's fault. The person that's in addiction is hurting from something, and that's how they're coping with the pain. Just keep praying for them and being there when they need you because they're eventually going to get sick and tired of being sick and tired and be there. But keep your distance at the same time because you've got to because they'll, they'll hurt you so bad. You know, that's something that did help me. I saw a TV show, and I don't know what it was in this TV show, but for the first time in my life, I realized what addiction was. It was people in their pain trying to escape their pain and that's how they were doing it mine was from child abuse physical mental and verbal abuse yeah and i literally i use that now in my testimony to help these people you try to look at yourself in the mirror you see that fog the addict can still see that sober person in there somewhere mm. and that's what it's like geared through that fog and mm. fog starts lifting we can slowly but surely start to see ourselves mm. I used to tell myself every day in the mirror, I, I hate you, I hate you. I couldn't even look at myself. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Then I started writing on that fog and then God loves you, I love you. Mm. Just sitting there giving myself that little bit of hope that someone did care. Wow. Hankel Fritz and friends, those fashion faux pas, it started out with nearly one third of us have forgotten to take the price tag off of clothes and then, you know, warm to work or wherever <laughs> we're going. <laughs> Billy called in, ripped his pants when he was a kid at school, you know, tried to cover that up by put, putting a paper towel down there. <laughs> that didn't work. That didn't work. Yeah. All <laughs> kinds of situations that we've been in and what happened to you at 888 Deborah is with us from Tucson, Arizona. So what went down? I used to live in Chicago and have to take a train ride to work in the morning. Mm -hmm. Getting up on those cold, wintry mornings. I'm getting ready for my job and got my everything on. I got my half slip. 
got my shirt on, everything else, grab my shoes, grab my briefcase, get to the train, get up on a train. I look down oh, no. and I have no skirt on. <gasps> oh, oh, no! Oh, oh, oh no! So here I am, rushing through the stores in downtown Chicago, trying to find some clothes to put on before I have to head to the courthouse. You're already, like, on the L, or you're already, you know, you're you're inside the loop. You've made it that far. Wow. Exactly. Because I had grabbed my long my long leather jacket and didn't pay attention to the fact that you only have a half slip on and not a skirt. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. <man>. Wow. Boy. <laughs> I've had that nightmare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it has never in my life. It's like that. It's yeah. every lady's nightmare to think, oh, yes. what if I forget my clothes? <laughs> <laughs> and you yes. know the answer. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. That's, uh, well, I think that one takes the cake. Yeah. I, yeah. It's hard to top. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard to bottom. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Experience Hope. Family Life Radio. I think that at one point in all of our lives, you've probably been there. And that is you kind of go into work every day like, oh boy, here it is. I'm just going into work. Work hasn't been fun. It's just this kind of like, eh, we're just going through the motions every single day. Well, have an opportunity here talking with Tim Kimmel and Michael Tooker. They've written the, the book, Grace at Work, the secret to getting more from your job than just a paycheck. And it's bringing God into your workplace, making it a completely different experience. Practically speaking, when you come across those people who know how to push your buttons, what does grace look like in the hallways? You speak about God as love. And if the way I change the temperature is to bring something better to the relationships that work, that's effectively what I'm bringing is God's grace and God's love. And Kimmel has always, I love the definition, he said, for love, which is a little bit strange in a workplace, but I, but I think it's important. And when you hear the description, you're like, huh, yeah, that applies. It's not an affectionate love, but it's, it's the commitment of my will to your needs and best interests, regardless of the cost. To me. So what that means is if, I, if I'm a very outward, kind of others-focused person, and everybody that I encounter, even if that person is a complete nitwit, just a, a complete thorn <laughs> in my side, if I can figure out, okay, how do I think about that person? What are their different needs of that person? And what are the freedoms they desire? And if I can look at them as a human who has legitimate needs and desires legitimate freedoms, if I can be somebody who's dispensing those things, effectively what I do is, is I start to change that person, right? I start, they feel something different. They themselves start to enjoy their work a bit more. They contribute some of that steely, you know, exterior maybe melts away. But again, it's me deciding that I'm going to look at everybody just despite whether I like them or not and try to study them and say, hey, what, what does this person really need? And how can I help them? How can I be the person? Maybe their leader doesn't give them that. Maybe I'm just a coworker. Maybe it's my boss. Maybe it's two levels up. Maybe it's two levels down. But if I can start looking through that lens of how do I graciously meet those needs and grant those freedoms, then it starts to, to just change people person by person. I love that. That way you're not going into work every day just for a paycheck. You're going there for a purpose. Doesn't that make life a little more interesting? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hope you're having a wonderful morning. Hey, we would love to hear your Family Life Radio story. As in, a lot of people tell us that, hey, I heard that right song 
at the right time, or maybe somebody said something and it changed something for me. What was that? What happened with you? Love to hear it. You can call us at 888-888-9976. Yeah, what happened? Give us a call. Uh, Christine is with us. Tell us what happened. Family Life Radio. It's gotten me through some pretty rough times. When my dad passed away and my two brothers, it just seems like you guys play the, the right song at the right moment. And if it wouldn't be for that radio channel, I think it would have been impossible. It just seen me through a lot of dark days. It's just been a lonely time. Mm. And I keep telling myself I'm never by myself. I mean, I've been single for quite a long time. And yeah, I went through two rocky marriages. So I do really depend on Family Life Radio. Oh, I'm so glad. Yep. It really has touched my heart. I don't have much money, but I do feel that it does pay off to donate. I got my daughter into listening to Family Life Radio, and she donates. And a couple other people that I've talked to, they started donating and listening to it. I mean, her and her husband were going to... They separated. Uh-huh. And I said, you guys, you know, you guys both need to do just like the 30-day challenge. They did. They took the 30-day challenge. And it just happened to be where you were guys were talking about marriages. And they ended up getting back together. Hey, that's awesome. So they, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. And maybe you don't know what the 30-day challenge is. It's where you listen to Family Life Radio for 30 days. And the idea is if you got nothing but good stuff going in, well, that could change things for you and see what happens. And maybe you've never done that before. You know, all good going in, something's bound to happen, right? I've got joy down in my soul. I'm going to let this feeling take control. So what's bringing you joy? Think about that and then give us a call at 888-888-9976. Lisa is with us right now. Tell us what's going on. My son had a substance abuse problem with alcohol for the longest time. And four years ago on his birthday, October 29th, he went into a Christian rehab. He finished it successfully. And now he's working for them. And he's been sober for four years. Wow! Man, that is so cool! It is. Well, you must be the happiest ever. I am. I give all honor and glory to the Lord because I've been praying for him for over 10 years. You know, I love it that these recovery programs are full of people that graduated from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody that's been through it because doesn't that mean so much more to have somebody that is there that says, I've been where you are right now. And this is how God helped me get through that. Yes, it is. You know, and he's far away from home, but, you know, he's doing the Lord's work. He's in Tennessee. Yep. Serving the Lord. I would rather have him there than here hanging out with his old friends. Amen. <laughs> yep. Well, the bottom line is we want to be smack dab in the middle of God's will, no matter where that is on the planet. Yeah. But yeah, I, I totally get that. You'd secretly, you want him with you. <laughs> exactly. You, yep. know, you, you heard that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, Lord, hey, maybe we can do that here. 
<laughs> Hope you enjoyed the podcast. We'd love to connect with you on Facebook and Instagram where you can share your good news or joy report. Just look for and like FLR Mornings. Thanks for listening to the Kinkle Fritz and Friends podcast heard on Family Life Radio. We would appreciate it so much if you could rate, review, and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. You can also find more exclusive content at myflr.org and FLR Mornings on both Facebook and Instagram. And if you support Family Life Radio, thank you.